Welcome back to The Reluctant Cruise, a One Piece recap podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Brian, and with me is Steve. Hey, y'all. I'm back again. And also with us is Slash. Hello, hello. Welcome to almost August, and here we are. Jeez, it's already August. It is. Or almost August. Almost. Today is Friday, July 24th. Uh, 2020, baby. 2020. Vision. (laughs) It feels like it's the 15th month of the year 2020, but we're still here. Month 7. It feels like March 69th. Give it up for March 7th. Hey, bro, that's my birthday. Month 15th. Happy birthday, Steve. It's Steve's birthday, everyone. No, it's not. (laughs) Joke. JK. You just got pranked. So the cool thing about this episode is usually one and a half of us are drinking. Today, two of us are drinking. Maybe three. No, one of us was drinking, but then he decided it was probably wiser to stop while he was ahead. Everyone. It's It's a decent. It's a decent argument. This is not a sponsored bit but if you thought that canada dry ginger ale was an okay sip you should probably try canada dry bold i think it is the only difference is it's tailored more like actual ginger beer gives your nose a bit of a clean out and then if you may or may not throw in some whiskey it is then a spicy whiskey highball happy friday And this, you guys, dear listeners, is how we are trying to get our ads. So if you know anyone that will try to sponsor us, a One Piece podcast, hook us up. Canada Dry, sponsor me. I would be pretty good with that. I love Canada Dry. I do as well. It's what I drink on airplanes to make sure my stomach doesn't get upset because ginger is supposed to aid in vertigo. Even though I don't exactly get that, but you never know. Vertigo. Maybe it's not vertigo. Don't quote me on that. I'm not a geologist. You're not a geometrist. We'll ask Chris Rick later. I will. Oh, God. Well, shit. So, you guys want to get into the episode? Hell yeah, brother. I do. All right, then. So, episode 10. The weirdest guy ever. Jongo, the hypnotist. Jongo? I, it, it, I like the way you die, boy. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. That's Django. Not in the English dub, which is the only time I had to watch this week. Uh-huh. Okay, every time you hear... I still say Django. Brian say Jongo. Think Django. That's the uh-huh. translation. Excuse my, my creaky chair, by the way. You know... Fucking uh, the four kids dub I remember also said Django. Funimation was just like, nah, fuck it, Django. <laughs> Man, Luffy's been in that hot box. He out there all day. <laughs> oh, bruh. Everyone go watch right, Django well, Unchained. Anyway, that's it's a, a good movie. It's a fun movie. Yeah, dog. I'll just say Django. Fuck it. That's what I had wanted to say in the beginning, but I'm just going off of what the dub said. Yeah, so after the Straw Hats and uh, the kids there with the little Usopp pirates crash land by Kaya and Usopp, uh, you know, Usopp's just there just like, hey, these guys are pretty cool. They're my uh, new recruits because he's trying to, you know, 
smooth talk his way out of that because Usopp has been telling Kaya this entire time. Was it a year since her parents mm-hmm. died? Yeah, right around there. I am one of the world's greatest adventurers, the pirate captain Usopp. Usopp. <laughs> and then it just immediately cuts to that weird motherfucker that we saw at the end of the last episode. And he is just moonwalking backwards. It's this dude with a big, wide-brimmed hat. And he's just, he's weird. There's, there's no other way to describe him but weird. He's definitely something. Hence the episode title. Hey, man, he's Django. Django. <laughs> yes, he's Django. <laughs> we cut back to Kaya's butler, Clahador, and he insists on kicking everyone out. And he calls Usopp on his bullshit saying that Usopp is the son of a no-good, shitty pirate who abandoned their family just so that he can chase after treasure. That's fake news right there, son. Usopp, this entire time, has been mostly happy-go-lucky. You know, he's, like, giving the occasional... I mean, I guess it would be a white lie. It's not like, besides the yelling pirate-pirate thing, it's not like the world's biggest deal. But he's just like truly fucking pissed in this moment and he just decks him and then Usopp just shows how fucking proud he is that he is in his words the son of a pirate so after that happened Usopp runs off and Luffy and the Usopp pirates the little kids start yelling at Clawdor which honestly Luffy doesn't have much of a reason to dislike the dude but he will later. Yeah, he definitely will. So, a little bit after that, Kaya is sick in bed, and she is talking with Claudor about Usopp. And Claudor starts reminiscing about how he ended up in her family service, where he's just slowly walking down the dirt road up to their family estate, their large gates, and he's just like, seems like he's about to die. And the guards are going to turn him away or whatever. And then Kaya's father, the lord of the manor, just says, no, we're, we're going to take him in. We're going to nurse him back to health. And then they put him to work as the butler. You know how sketchy that shit is? That shit is sketchy. That's like, like, he's not even a kid. That's like, oh, it's taking this man, this full grown ass man, and, and baby him. And they'll put him to work. Well, like, let's baby this guy. What? What do you mean? I don't know. This is what happens when your whole world is based around the structure of, like, islands that just exist in, like, not harmonious. What's the word I'm thinking of? Contention. Harmony. I don't know. Point being, yeah, it's a little weird. But also, it's like, well, take it at face value. There you are. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's very weird, which we do end up going into in the next few episodes of the show. Because of this, that is why Claudor says that he is overprotective of Kaya, because he feels this great debt to her family. Then we cut back to our Michael Jackson lookalike, who just keeps moonwalking down the road. And while that's happening, it's a that was a very quick cutaway, and then we go back to the Straw Hat and the Usopp pirates. And we get a nice meta-commentary on the fact that one of the kids, named Onion, always disappears. And then just shows up unexpectedly yelling about the trouble that's about to happen. So right after that, Medikid Onion runs up yelling about how there's a weirdo that's coming their way and just 
Might as well just be going <laughs> as he's moonwalking towards them. Mm-hmm. And then we see this Captain EO motherfucker that finally reveals his name, Django. And he says, he being Django, that he is not a freak. And then he immediately just hypnotizes these little kids, which take that however you will, and himself. And then he and the Usopp pirates all just fall asleep. Yeah, man. Can't figure it out. He's a hypnotist. That's his gimmick. Yo, who the hell is Captain EO? What? He's the captain of the EO pirates, Steve. Have you not read that far into (laughs) One Piece? What? E. Come on, Steve. You don't know about the (laughs) Disney adaptation of One Piece? No. What (laughs) the fuck? Okay. (laughs) Okay, okay. Um... So Captain EO is a Disney short film that ran in Disneyland. And I think Disney World. I'm not as sure about that. Starring Michael Jackson. Yes. And then when he passed away in 2009, they brought it back for like a year or two in place of where Honey, I Shrunk the Audience or whatever the Star Wars-ish theme thing is that is there now by Space Mountain is. And it was, it's just, it's it's just like a video production kind of thing. It's just, uh, it's a movie. It's in, like a semi like interactive video show you go see for a little bit, but uh, it was done with like Jim Henson, like help with it, I think. Um, but yes, Captain EO. It's a little different, but it's in that same vein. Yes, there's Moonwalker, the arcade game, and then there is Moonwalker, Michael Jackson. There's Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, the movie, which then spawned Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, the arcade game, which is not the same as Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, the Sega Genesis game, in which you run around saving kids, and when they jump out of the closet, they say, Michael, and that's really weird in retrospect. Okay. But One Piece, yes. Yeah, the, so that, jo- that is a short. That is Go a ahead. that is a tangent, but the joke is that despite Django looking a little more like Steven Tyler with his heart sunglasses and kind of more like shaggy hair, the way he his mannerisms play out are more Michael Jackson esque with the fact of his like hiked up pants and moonwalking legs, which for I guess the purpose of aesthetic in like what like ninety eight or ninety nine whenever Oda wrote this character, eh, probably okay. But with newer contexts, take that for what you will. But it is, it, it, at this point, it's just mannerisms. It, it is nothing but like a, a nod and a reference. So anyway, on we go. This has been your history hour. Yeah, that was a quick, very brief history lesson of Captain EO for Steve. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so we see that Luffy follows Usopp, who had run off to be alone at the cliffs that the Straw Hats first encountered him, which is... We'll get to that later on the north side of the island. So the two commiserate over how much they dislike that hating butler, Claudor. And wouldn't you know it, just at that time, Claudor shows up on that rocky beach. Except he's not alone. And with him is Freaky Deaky Django. And Django reveals almost immediately that they are working together to kill Kaya. Dun dun dun. None. Everything. Is an elaborate three-year plan. Damn. The butler's playing the long game because Django reveals that Claudor isn't a butler, but is in fact the pirate captain Kuro, 
who had faked his death to assume the identity of a butler what a so that he could make his way towards the fortune that belonged to Kaya's family. Kuro reveals that he is responsible for the death of Kaya's parents. <gasps> Gasp. Jango and the rest... Jango, shit. Jango and the rest of Kuro's old crew are waiting in the wings to attack the island, at which point they'll kill Kaya, who, if everything goes to plan, would have been hypnotized so that she would sign over everything in her will to, quote, Clahador. Normally, if someone witnesses a scene like that, they would, like, sneak away and alert some sort of authorities. Luffy is not that dude. So Luffy immediately just, like, jumps up and calls out the pirates on their evil deeds. Django just hypnotizes Luffy and himself, because he can't avoid doing that, it seems. Such is the sacrifice of great power. Yeah. Luffy falls down the cliff, and everyone just thinks he's dead, because why wouldn't someone die from that? Right. Oh my god, he's dead! Spoiler alert, this anime is only ten episodes long. Yep. Right? Oh wait, multiply that by a hundred. Everyone knows that the main character of Naruto is Sasuke. Nah, man. It's Jiraiya. If only. <laughs> yeah, so no. Kuro lets Usopp get away, knowing that his penchant for lying means that no one will believe him about the pirate attack. And that is where the episode ends. Yeah. A uh, quick translation note. Kuro in Japanese means black, and it'll play on a different thing later. Mm-hmm. So you guys have any other uh, comments on the episode? No, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Luffy's dead. R.I.P. Everyone. Enter the hero of the show. Kaya is such an underappreciated character. I feel like she's going to play a bigger part when Usopp, Usopp returns to the East Blue. My kind of guy. Oh, yeah, brother. Yeah. My kind of guy. Man, I miss Tyreek. Uh, Same. Me too. You know what? F- fuck the rest of the podcast. Let's just like bug Tyreek. Yeah, wait. But that's for a later episode. It is. Episode 11. Expose the plot. Pirate Butler, Captain Kuro. Nami, Zoro, and the kids see Usopp running by, and the older pair gets the kids to take them to the shore because they're still looking for Luffy. Usopp finally makes it to the village, yelling about all the pirates that are coming to attack them. But unsurprisingly, considering he's always running around yelling pirate pirate, they call him out on his past bullshit. And to make matters worse, they even start comparing him to Claudor, saying, hey, why can't you be better like that dude? Usopp immediately faces ego death. Damn. Another butler named Mary gives Kaya the gift that she had commissioned for Claudor, which we see very briefly to be a pair of glasses. That's another thing I wanted to point out. Claudor, a.k.a. Kuro. He always pushes his glasses up with his, the palm of his hand. He doesn't use his fingers. And so that's a little. Damn, I wanted to point this out. Oh, I'm sorry. I just stole your thunder then. No, no worries. Yeah, he's got that real anime glasses aesthetic going on. The Straw Hats find Luffy after he fell off the cliff. And they quickly realize that he is, in fact, not dead and only sleeping because they are better used to the insanity that Luffy brings with him. Yeah, they're basically cartoon characters, so they can't die. What the hell? Usopp makes his way to Kaya's mansion to warn her, but she's finally turned away from him when he informs her about Kuro's true nature. Because she 
thinks that he's just lying out of anger. And that's when it finally just like flips a switch in her, you know, just that, you know, all these white lies to make me happy are one thing, but now you're just being vindictive. So kind of like, go fuck yourself. Damn. Back at the shore, Luffy tells everyone else about the pirate plot. The kids are kids, so they run the fuck away. While Nami and Zoro are starting to talk about how they should try to find Usopp and like warn everyone and stuff like that. Luffy is focused on the meat shop. As he should be. Yeah, go to Arby's or some shit. He has his own priorities, and he is following them. So after some flashbacks where we see Kai enjoying Usopp's fables... <laughs> The latter tries to, the latter tries to abduct Kaya for her safety, attacking mansion guards until she slaps him. Then he gets shot well, not really kinda like grazed or something, right? By secondary butler Mary before being run off. But yeah, no, I I kinda needed to rewatch that scene a bit. Cause at first I thought he just like got full on shot in the arm until realizing it was just like scrape. A flesh wound. Yes. Yeah. Also, for my awful laugh there, if anyone didn't catch that, it's 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 Usopp's fables, like Aesop's fables, because Usopp's a huge liar. <laughs> I feel validated. I'll admit it. Kuro I, is out I on a ship Richie. with his old crew. God damn it. Lionel Richie. Just wait till he comes back later. I mean, what? 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 Whatever happened to Macklemore? He's up in Seattle right now. Still hidden thrift shops? I assume so. Not in LA he's not, because those shits are closed. I don't know, Goodwill might be open up there. Kuro is out on a ship with his old crew, and he gives them the go-ahead to attack the island at dawn. You see all these dudes with, like, their silhouettes have, like, cat ears and shit. At first it's like, what the fuck is happening? And then it all makes sense. It does. They're furries. I I can just say any random shit and... It'll probably be true. Yes. Uh, Don't yes. try it. See, I say that, but then I can't think of anything to say. <laughs> All right. There you go. Stump the wood piece. So we cut back to Usopp, who is injured and upset because no one believes him, and honestly, kind of rightfully so. And then the rest of his friends show up, the Straw Hats and the Usopp Pirates. And, you know, he seems like he's about to have, like, an emotional breakdown when he is off by himself and the kids show up and then he just puts on that brave face. It's like, Oh, Hey, what's up guys? Usopp appears to have some minor mental break before telling the kids that he was making the attack up like usual. And then they also turn on him because of his lying ways. And all the kids just wander off saying, we liked you because you're always so kind and virtuous and blah, 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 even though you were lying, but now you're just like a malicious asshole. Fuck you. We don't want anything to do with you. When kids can tell that you're wrong, you fucked up. Thomas Edison. This is true. <laughs> Seeing that no one believes him, Usopp decides, fuck it, I'll do it myself. And he decides that he will try to take the pirates down by himself because it's his home and he will defend it or die trying. <laughs> Zoro picks up on the fact that Usopp lied so that the kids would desert him and not feel obligated to fight with him, calling him an honorable man. And then the rest of the Straw Hats decide that, hey, you know what? We're going to fight with you. And Usopp's like literally shaking in his boots saying, I don't need your pity. If you guys are just doing this because you think I'm some sort of like insignificant joke, 
you can just fuck off. And Luffy's just like, nah, fuck that shit. We're not doing anything because we pity you. We're doing it because you're doing what's right. And, you know, everyone has this kind of emotional moment as they gear up to take down the pirates. And that is the end of episode 10. Do you guys have uh, any other thoughts on the episode? Wait, that's the end of episode I think... 10? I thought it was the end of 11. Shit. It is the end of 11. Did I did I mismark this? I did mismark this. Oh, God. I got scared for a second because earlier we said the end of 10. And I was like, oh, man, it was 10 way longer than I thought. Not that I'm opposed to it. <laughs> no, no, I, I put episode 11 twice. That is the end of episode 11. 11. Yeah, it's a, it's a solid... Solid episode. That's when we start seeing more action. Like we saw more action in the buggy sequence. So it's getting there. It'll all happen. It's picking up. And I think we, you obviously see like the key parts of Usopp's character at that point, in which there's clearly a deep down that he reads well, but he's got a lot of shit that he's dealing with and also trying to make sure his town stays safe. So there you go. Yeah. Russell Kuro's maybe a genius, but also an asshole. Mm-hmm. It's in that tax fraud game. Definitely a, a, an asshole that apparently can do both blue and white collar crime. Exactly. <laughs> Get you a man that can do both. I, I was confused for a second because, to be honest, the other butler, uh, not going to lie, I don't remember his name at this moment, but the guy with like the sheep on, the sheep head. Where the hell he's wearing there? I thought because he was wearing that sheep head that he was part of Kuro's like conglomerate of like cat animal people at the time. There's other weirdos in the One Piece world as we will soon meet, but um, I thought he was part of it. So then Kuro got him. I was like, oh, he's just yeah, he's just a butler and he likes wearing sheep heads or whatever the hell he's got going on with his hair, which is fine. But I, that confused me for a second. Because I forgot about that, but there you go. No, he's Kuro's pretty wild. So there you go. Definitely a more elaborate plot than uh, Buggy just being an asshole other pirate. Yeah, no, I'd forgotten about that too. And just the uh, thumbnail for episode eleven is just like that dude just holding a gun. So it's just like, oh, this is the pirate plot to kill Kaya and Usopp and blah blah blah. And that dude's gonna yeah, but he but he's not in on it. So there you go. No, no, he is an actual faithful servant. Oh, poor guy. Also, <sighs> I mean, we're gonna get back to him. His name is Mary. I'm sure you guys can guess how that factors in later. Uh huh. Why? Because Mary had a little lamb. God damn sure. it! No, that's it, it was spelled E double R, but that joke makes more sense too. God damn it. Everything in this show is a fucking joke. <laughs> Welcome to One Piece, baby. I mean, you just wait till you learn what the last <laughs> island is actually called. You're damn right. Steve, don't say it. I think I know. Also, now that I'm thinking about it. You'll probably figure it out eventually. Yeah. Anyway. No, I, I think I got it now that I'm thinking about it. I am mildly upset, I will admit. <laughs> Episode 12, Clash with the Black Cat Pirates, the Great Battle on the Slope. Usopp takes the Straw Hats to the main slope from the shore to discuss defensive strategies. Meanwhile, 
back at the mansion, Kuro arrives. You see Kuro notice that wrapped gift that uh, Mary had picked up for Kaya. And Mary's like, oh, you know, Kaya noticed that your glasses are always slipping and shit. So she got you a new pair, custom made. Kuro goes on this little soliloquy about the crescent moon and how it brings out the inner, I don't know, what does he say, anger? And then he just like stomps on Kaya's gift. Yeah, man, this guy's a dick. What an asshole. He is a dick. And then that surprises the fuck out of Mary, who's just like, why the fuck? I'm not even going to say that Mary would say that, because Mary seems like a dude that would never curse in any situation. What on earth? <clears throat> man, it's hard for me to use normal people. Normal people curses. You don't need those. What What on earth would cause you to do such a thing? Something like that. And then Kuro just brings out razor claws out of fucking nowhere and slashes at Mary. And you just see the silhouette collapsing in that ballroom or something, wherever they were. His name is actually Hugh Jackman. Hugh no, Jackman. Hugh Jack Kuro, man. There you go. That's the joke. So... You know, he seems to have killed Mary, little, the little lamb dude. And then he goes off to be a creeper, and he just stands over Kaya's sleeping body, has his claws out, just menacing over, and it's very weird. And then he just walks away. Poor guy. So fun fact about Kuro, as I learned looking this up again, uh, his birthday is April 22nd. Damn, he's two days off. Man. That would be fun. But no, I brought that up because that is my birthday. So just on that oh, alone. Oh, happy birthday, Kuro. Thank thank you. Kab- Kaburo. No, no, I'm not even going to try that. Kaburo. My, my new favorite character automatically has to switch from your boy Wapple over to uh, Kuro now. Back at the pirate ship, Kuro's former crew, the Black Cat Pirates, wake up Captain Django, who proceeds to be very weird. Same. I'm also very weird. I like Django. Keep going. Django. (laughs) (laughs) They're thrown off because, you know, he comes out all pissed saying, hey, only the sun should wake me up and that's the moon and blah, 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 whatever he says. But then he's immediately just like all happy and shit and they're confused. But, you know, at least everyone's getting prepared for the invasion. So they just roll with it. Yeah, man, they're getting ready for war. Indeed. Back in the slope, Usopp prepares an oil slick, proclaiming that no one on earth could beat him at using a slingshot or fighting dirty. We got ourselves a sniper. World's greatest sniper. He is. One could say he's almost the king of snipers. As this is happening, the black cats start their landing, and Nami hears war cries off in the distance. And that, folks, is when Usopp realizes that he totally fucked up, and that the pirates are not landing on the south side, but instead landing on the identical north shore of the island, where there is another slope that they would have to climb up and funnel through. Usopp and Luffy run off while Nami slips on the oil slick, and she drags Zoro down past the slick with her. Zoro is just completely stuck in the oil, and she decides, fuck it, you are now my stepping stone, and she jumps on him and jumps past the slick. Zoro is stuck for pretty much the rest of the episode behind that oil slick damn what a waste the black cat pirates are coming up from the slope on the north side of the island and then they're just getting fired upon just all of these his ammo is like what is it smooth rocks or something what what does he use for his ammo at this point in time like not bbs technically so usopp's just firing off the slingshot and he's knocking 
dude's back. And he's just realizes, man, I'm all by myself with this whole crew of pirates. Even though Luffy ran up ahead of me, what the fuck happened? And then as it turns out, Luffy just thinks that north is any direction where it's cold. So he was just running towards the village or something and not towards where the pirates are landing. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is how Luffy ends up getting lost. Spoiler alert for like the rest of the series. <laughs> Usopp, seeing that he's staring down all these pirates by himself, says, hey, me and my crew of 100 million guys are going to stop you dudes. Every single one of the Black Cat pirates sees through that besides Django. Who's just like, ah, oh, fuck, 100 million dudes. What the fuck are we going to do against 100 million dudes? And all the pirates are like, hey, you know he's lying, right? He's like, <laughs> why would you lie to us, you <laughs> fucking asshole? I, how dare you? The Black Cat pirates find Nami's 5 million berries just across the two ships that the Straw Hats have. Usopp tries to make a deal with him saying, hey, you can you can take the treasure if you just like run away. Don't come towards the island and the village and just leave us in peace. Everyone in the Black Hat Pirates is like, you, you know, we're pirates, right? Like even Django won't accept that deal. We're just going to take it whether you try to bribe us or not. We're just going to do whatever the fuck we want. And then Usopp's like, yeah, yeah, that that's fair. That makes sense. So Django decides that he's going to try to hypnotize Usopp and his little thing that he does. He's always saying on the count of Django. So it's a one, two Django. And as he hits mm-hmm. Django, that last count, Usopp is not paying attention to the little hypnotist ring because Nami finally arrives and smacks the shit out of Usopp with her staff because she managed to catch that part where he's trying to give away her loot. So then the two of them argue over, hey, I'm a coward. I can't fight these pirates. Also, I'm like a marksman, blah, blah, blah. And then Nami's like, but I'm just a woman and I'm afraid and blah, blah, blah. And Usopp's like, bullshit. I can tell you're lying. I'm a liar. Stop lying. And they're just trying to decide which one of us gets to do a suicide mission. Pirates decide, you know what? We're just going to attack. It doesn't matter who you decide to throw at us. We're just coming. We cut back to Zoro and he is still struggling to get past the oil keeps cursing Nami's name. He's like, if you're still alive when I find you, I'm going to kill you and stuff like that. He's like really pissed because he just can't get past this oil until he finally decides, fuck it. And he pulls out two of his swords and he uses them kind of like ski poles. Just starts stabbing the fucking ground to hold his um, progress until he gets past the oil slick before saying, now where the hell am I going? And at the same time, Luffy's running around the island, also just lost as hell. And he like runs into another cliff somewhere saying where's north this is all Usopp's fault shit back in the north slope you see that Usopp and Nami throw out these caltrops that Usopp has in his little bags and it does slow down the pirates initially eventually the black cat pirates made to the top of the slope because there's only so much that spikes will do to stop people especially a big angry mob of people for whatever reason Nami decides when she's throwing out hers like yeah let me just throw it behind us instead of in front of us So while Usopp's just picking people off, Nami decides she's just going to try to take a break, but she can't. And as Usopp's distracted by Nami's dumbass mistake, he gets bonked on the fucking head and just knocked to the ground. And they're all like, all right, cool. Well, we're here. We're just going to go to the village now. But even as he is beaten down, you just see that Usopp refuses to give up and he keeps grabbing at the ankles of all the invaders using the last of his strength to try to just stop them. 
And he's talking about not everyone believes me and they might hate me, but I can't let you get to the village. I need to protect everyone. Just straight hero shit. There you go. Usopp is almost resigned to the idea of all the islanders dying and he just starts kind of pleading internally, praying, just please, please, just let their lives be spared. And that is when the black cats are all just like thrown back down the slope because Luffy and Zoro have finally arrived and they quickly kick ass. The two of them are way overpowered compared to the majority of the black cat crew. It seems, for the time being anyways, that they might have a fighting chance. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. We cut back to the mansion. We see Kuro sitting on the porch and he is pissed. He's not like like yelling angry. He's that almost worse, just like silent rage where he's just like, all my men know that I hate hardiness. So once I just find them, I guess I'm just going to kill all of them because, you know, they're fucking with my plans. They're not doing what I want to do. What a captain. What a captain. So he walks down the road and that's when he's spotted by the uh, meta storytelling kid, Onion. You know, he's just like, I wonder what he's doing. It's morning. He's not usually out like this. And that is where the episode ends. Ah, uh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Suspense. Also, if you're watching the the subbed anime version, uh, you'll notice that the name of the pirates are the Kuroneko Pirates, which means Black Cat Pirates. That's a fun episode. You You get more suspense. You see how this is already starting to build up pretty fast. You see... You see Usopp and the different sides that he has where he's not just like this prankster trying to tell lies to people. Maybe he's got some insecurities and I think that's why Usopp's definitely a very endearing character for many because he he's kind of the realist sometimes because if you did like a power gap or like a power scale meter, Usopp in terms of like raw strength, depending on where you are in the story, is definitely very like eh. But I think that's kind of like his point, and I think that's what the appeal of him being part of the group is, is that he is he is different. He's not he hasn't got he ain't got no devil fruits. He's not cool sword man. He's, he's Usopp. He's the closest to being yep. just like a regular dude. Yeah, he's pretty. Usopp's very relatable. I think that's yeah. that's the message here in certain aspects. Not in terms of liar. Don't be a liar. But yes. The human aspects of Usopp's are quite, or of Usopp are quite relatable, I would say. They sure are. Because Usopp is the most human. Piggybacking off of something that Steven mentioned earlier about Kuro just constantly pushing his glasses up with his palm, you notice that his main weapon as a pirate is implied to be these giant, like, they're almost just like normal-ass sword katana-length claws, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so you see these katana-length claws that he uses, and you know, obviously if you push up glasses with the fingertips you're probably just gonna fucking stab yourself in the face yeah so yeah yeah so he pushes his uh glasses up by the palm because that's what he would have had to do when he's wearing his uh cat claws mm-hmm. exactly we're done with episode 12 and i guess that is the end of the recap for this episode we're getting faster at this we are. I will say, I was thinking about it, and maybe not just because these episodes are pacing a little faster, but 
we also, for our eagle-eared listeners, don't question that statement, we had two weeks in between this one to do a recording versus one. So this one, these ones maybe had a little more time to sink in, or they didn't. I don't know. So there you go. But here we are. Yeah, we're picking up the pace. These arcs are just going by a lot faster than I remember them going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've said it before, but I, I, I do think as much as people give shit to the fact that uh, it takes forever to get to the grand line. I do think the beginning beats like this are actually done well in the anime because there's, aside from maybe some slow scenes, quite literally no filler. You just kind of go. And I think that is pretty good. Yeah. One Piece has some of the lowest filler content I've heard. Such a low filler content. Well, that's definitely going to help us later, I guess. Yes. In which we will disseminate which of the filler we even choose to look at or not, should we decide to go down those routes when we get there. Which I think we still have some time before we even come across any filler. So that was the episode. Steve, where can people find you? The normal at Twitter. So not at Twitter. On Twitter, at Steve Horniak, capital S and Steve, capital H and Horniak. And it's just horn, like a car horn and a yak, like a actual yak animal yak um but yeah so that's my twitter handle (laughs) so little peek behind the curtain for listeners what's the peek behind the curtain when you hear it things will probably be different uh steve is currently a college student and he is in i think he's spending a month in a house he just moved out of the last main place he was and he's gonna move again like mid-august i believe so he is currently in a place with terrible internet, apparently. So I'm sure his like actual audio will be fine, but what we're hearing is like a bunch of like going in and out of the matrix, like audio just breakdown. I guess we can definitely hear. We can, him, we can hear him mostly, but how we're hearing him? But it's just like it's a mystery to us, but to you, because we are wise, we record all our parts in tandem, and our magical editor does them later. Yeah. You should have no issue listening to this. So there you go. Thank God for our amazing editor. I guess I will follow it up then with myself, Clinton, or Rob Link. If you follow me online, uh, if you have a Twitter thing, you can follow me there, at Rob Link. And if you like the Twitch streams and like video games, uh, I do that a lot. Right now I've been doing it on Wednesday and Sunday nights. Um, follow me at twitch.tv slash Rob Link. And there you go. Yeah, man, let's let's try to get him from new Twitch affiliate to new Twitch partner. Partner in crime. More video games, more problems. I don't know what the qualifications for partner are, but... I think at that point, I literally just need more followers. That's all it is. Everyone follow. But thank you to anyone who has followed me already. In the far-off future from what is now July 25th, 2020. Yes. You can find me on pretty much any social media site with the handle... At El Tubacabra, that's E L T U B A C A B R A. Your Twitter, your Instagram, Snapchat, if people still use that, even though I don't use it that often. You can find the show on Twitter at, at Reluctant Cruise, and our email is also reluctantcruise at gmail.com. That's it. Keep having fun on that cruise. I'm having fun on the cruise. But everyone enjoy yourselves and stay safe and wear a goddamn mask.
One second. I'm fucking not anymore. I know my camera's not available. God damn it. Yes, it's bad. It's all bad. Yes, I'm alive. Damn it. <laughs> well, I mean, I tried talking all this time before and nobody could hear me. And I was like, I'm alive. God damn it. All right, well, now seems as good a time as any. This is the clearest Steve has sounded. It's been almost 30 minutes of recording just this. The Patreon get payments can pay for. Get this we'll get there, shit. eventually. Oh, the I mean, it's just one bullet point, and then maybe... Like can, I said. Oh, there you go. Steve, can you hear us? Yes, now I can. We're back. Okay. So I I just talked about how Luffy fell down the cliff and everyone thinks he's dead. Oh my god, he's dead. Rip. I'll just throw that in there somewhere. Fuck it. <laughs> Steve. Steve. I'm here, I assure you. Okay, at this point, since this thing is still recording, it's not working for me. So we'll be back momentarily. Uh, Discord shall come back eventually. <laughs>